will not apologize for who I am. I will not apologize for what I need. The need for Steve. Out! you order the code Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! What's done is done. And what we say it's done. When this is over, you and me are going to go round and round. But first, you're going to move her your goddamn arm. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of Cruise Control, the Tom Cruise podcast. I am Sean, and I'm joined along with Ethan, and we will be reviewing every movie chronologically in Tom Cruise's film career. I will say, whoever wrote that IMDb quote, please check your grammar. Mover your goddamn arm. Well, do you find it interesting at least? More interesting than the movie. Oh. Yeah, so in case you are unaware, the very first movie that we watched in this series is the movie Taps. Taps, Taps, Taps. A movie that uh, I was not familiar with going into it. I I have... My impression of what this movie was was not what I saw. No. I never watched it, nor I had a very vague, like, abstract idea of what this movie was going to turn co- into. You look at the cover and you're thinking, I've a few seen good men. Yeah. Uh, something, so, something might happen that, uh, that uh, uh, divides these guys. And it's taps. It turns into taps. And taps. And taps. I don't know if we were just mentally blocking out while we were watching the movie. Did not know what Taps was the entire movie. No. Until I, still I looked don't know. it up. What is it? Um, it's a funeral song that an army, that like they play on a bugle at a military funeral. Okay. So, and then my, I believe my question was, then why did George Ski say Taps every time he gave a name? This is, we did not get into the plot yet. This is too far in the future. This is literally the first scene. Okay. Um, so George Ski, George C. Scott, you know, the jo- famous commie hater. George Ski. George Ski. George as, Ski. Yeah. As Taps. Taps has given us. Um, he has a pretty bad mustache. I don't want to hate on the mustache game. Do you think it was real? I don't think it was real. I think that's the problem. I think oh. he like tried to grow a mustache for the movie, and they told him to shave it. And he's like, "No, no, no! I, I'm keeping him for the movie." So like, okay, and then like put like a mustache over it to give him like a full mustache. Nice. But um, yeah. So this was a 20th Century Fox movie. So now Disney owns this movie. Um, Wait, can I watch this on Disney Plus? Oh, 100% not. Disney doesn't like putting any 20th Century catalog on there because that's not Disney, even though they own it all. Um, so we start in a church. Yeah, we did. I think it was like, it wasn't even their graduation speech. No, no. It It was just a normal day. I think, I think what was happening was they, some, some of the taps have died and they had a few, they were having a funeral for the taps. And while they were doing that, uh, the whole ceremony, uh, George ski, uh, reveals to everyone that they can, they can no longer pay for the school. <laughs> sorry, sorry, kids. Uh, we we, we this- were open for one more year, and then you have to go home. <laughs> Tell your parents to find a new school for you. Um. So as as a parent, and you ship your kid off to military school, I think this is the last thing you ever want to hear. As a parent does, as like sending your kid to military school, I don't think you want your kid back. Well, um, my and this was my whole concern because in this movie, there's kids along with full-grown men and possibly little people, not confirmed. Uh, I, what are these children doing in military school? I there's six six-year-olds at this place. It looks like like super super young, and I'm I'm wondering like. Was this a thing back in well eighty one when this movie was made? We couldn't figure out. Those were the those were the two big questions during this movie. Number one, what year is this? And number two, what is taps? I don't think well the, either of those were answered very well. well. Actually, we have a third one too. Oh god! From watching the movie, we have a third one, but I'll I'll, I'll save it and, and until we um, get there. 
But I remember, I remember cartoons back in the day, like, they always used military school as, like, a punishment to these kids. Because, like, oh, I, I think it You're going like, to be co- sent to military I think school. It, was it Codena- Codenames Kid Next Door? Like, I think one of them was starting to go to military school. And it's like, oh, no. I could be screwing up my cartoons really badly uh, right now. But um, I think they're like, oh, we're going to send you to military school. And all their friends were like, no, we'll never see you again. Um, so, like, at least in my mind, military school was always used as this, like, punishment in cartoons. Yeah, I could but, see that. Um, so we have George Ski listing off these people. George Ski. Um, at Bunker Hill. He is not our protagonist. He's the top build man in this movie, and he's in yeah. the movie for maybe twenty minutes. That's the thing that really got me, because you know we're going into the movie. We got we got Tom Cruise, we got Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Emilio Estevez is not in this movie. He's in the next Tom Cruise movie, which took a while to realize our mistake. But we have Sean Penn, who him and Tom I blame Cruise you. are the same year, I think. I checked. And then Timothy... Timothy Hutton. Who, in the previous year, won an Oscar for supporting role in a movie that I totally forget now. Ordinary People. That's why. It's such an ordinary title. Uh, well, he's a very ordinary actor. Um, yeah, so his career launched after this second Oscar contender, I'm assuming. He's like, I got them. I got back to back. I don't back. think it's this happening. movie was nominated. But okay, so you I have, really think that this movie... We're was, only two minutes into this movie. I know. I really <laughs> do think that this movie may have been Oscar bait. Because uh, the movie came out on Christmas Day. <laughs> okay, that sounds Oscar Beatty or Catsy. Catsy was not Oscar baiting. Maybe for that, maybe for song, <laughs> but they were not Oscar baiting. They did get one nomination. Um, for what? Cats? Yeah, they got an original no, they, song. No, they didn't. They did it. No, they got okay. nothing. No. Well, Suicide Squad got a nomination. Yeah, and then they won for makeup. Yeah. So George Key's talking to students of Bunker Hill. Um. Sorry, kids. <laughs> your, school's we, getting, your school's getting shut down. We, we broke. Okay. So um, that's about the first scene. And then we got... Um, oh, no, no, no. Before that is the dinner scene. Oh, yeah. So we got the dinner scene. So we're introduced to our protagonist, Timothy Hyen. And his clone. <laughs> so there's a second character <laughs> in the scene. They have a conversation. The second character is non-existent. He says maybe one or two lines. We're never introduced to really who he is or what his name is. Never shows up and, again. And then George Ski says something I'm like, oh, you'll do well at this place. So I think that character is just gone because Timothy Hutton was like awarded these cufflinks because George yep. Ski believes in him to be like He's, the head George of the class. George Ski is a uh, generic guy's mentor. Yeah. So then, so we're introduced to our protagonist. I don't want to even call him a hero because this movie takes a wild turn. Um, then we're introduced to him going back to his like dorm and we're introduced to Tom Cruise. And um, Emilio and, Estevez. As Sean Penn. As Sean um, Penn. And Tom Cruise's first interaction in the movie with Sean Penn, which we puts up them against enemies. Um, he gives Sean Penn the finger, so I feel like it's a very good start for the first scene for Tom Cruise's technically second role, but the first movie that we're doing because he the actually first has, real role, the first real role. He does have good screen time in this, because um, the crazy thing is going in, the opening credits did not list either Sean Penn or Tom Cruise no. in any acting roles, so we got nervous that Tom Cruise was not going to be featured that much. Yeah, and and uh, pro- pleasantly surprised. Uh, even though George C. Scott or Jorsky is uh, number one build, he uh, is in the movie less than Tom Cruise. So I, I did write down kids forced to serve. I don't know what military, think, military school is. Like, so that we, we touched. I on think the that's really year, fucking weird. The six year olds. The, yeah. These kids are like, is this a thing? Are kids normally in military school? We did. We did miss during George Ski's speech to the two twins clones. Um, so they were, Timothy was asking about like his time served as a taps player. Um, and George Ski, like in the heat of war, he was like, oh yeah, I lost so much weight. And they were joking around and he said, because I shit at 20 pounds. Oh yeah. He talks about shitting himself in the woods. So, but like super seriously. Yeah. Like, no, like no shade of shitting, but I'm like. This is such a like how am I not supposed to laugh at this line? <laughs> oh taps, you're crazy. Um So yeah. And then he smokes He a smokes cigar a cigar and jokes about how his doctor said You can only, only have like, one of these a day and I have three. 
Great, yeah, great so dad joke. Smoke kids. This movie is setting a great example. I mean, he does die of a heart attack. That's a jump. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> okay. So then we have this very strange scene after Timothy comes back to his dorm and everyone's congratulating him. We have this very strange scene of Jorsky, Jorsky sitting at his desk. Yeah. Contemplating things. Then he walks up to his medicine cabinet, <laughs> yeah. gets out a pill, and goes back to his desk. They make sure that you sit down with the entire bottle. So I'm like, is he going to commit suicide because the school is getting shut down? This is his pride and joy. And this is all one take. One take. It's like a three-minute scene. He takes out one pill and eats it. But like The suspense was there because like the pill bottle was on the table yeah. for an absurd amount of time for you to not go across, oh... And he's he, gonna he kill only himself. does take and out the one pill. He takes out one pill. I'm like, oh, okay. So he has a health problem. Thank you, movie. Yeah, yeah. This is not the first time this movie pulls this trick on you. We'll get it. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. That's why we kept thinking that Georgeski was going to kill himself. Because every time that he would be on screen, at some point, there would be something where it looked like he was going to commit suicide. The first one was the pill. Uh, where he was taking his pills. The second one, he was sta- he was standing by a window near Which a, had a nice little step stool. Ni- ni- a little in front step of stool it. in front. I was like, is he just going to jump out the window with off the step stool? And then the third one was uh, he was picking up his. I don't even know if it was his sword, but it was a sword. And there's a and then he grabs his pistol. And then it's just like, is he going to commit seppuku? Like, what's he doing? But no, he did not do any of that. But yes, so then. So he walks in front of the window and just talks to Timothy like, we can't save the school. It's being turned into condos. And for like one, one hot second, I thought this movie was going to turn into 80s teens, save the ski lodge, fuck land developers. It's Red Dawn for a good cause. But then like it, five minutes later, that entire premise is almost thrown out the window. Out of fucking nowhere. So the 80s the eighties teens band together, and there's a shower shower scene, which we see in almost uh. of Tom Cruise at 19. And then he makes... No, Sean Penn makes a dick joke. Yeah, what did he say? To a fourth student who I don't think ever appears Oh, again. I remember what he said. He he's looking, he he's looking down at, at the guy's dick, and he goes, "I guess your mama didn't give you any toys to play with." And it was a very cringe line. And by the I, way, he's also sharing with uh, children. At there's the same two time. T- children standing between them. Also, it was yeah. a strange scene. Very um, uncomfortable. But yeah, so we got a, a shower scene together. I think Victor Salva filmed that one. Yeah, and you see Tom shirtless. So it's our first Tom shirtless. Yeah, 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 and then. Um, Jorsky, yeah, he, he, I th- like the movie sets up that he wants to die. He keeps on pulling out all these things. He does, but then so okay, so he pulls out he pulls out his well, well, sword and his gun. Yeah, and then yeah. the next scene is all the taps in their military school escorting these ladies to this ball. Yeah, it looks like there's some sort of like gathering going on. And then across the street, you got these trashy punks, these um, hooligans, who 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 are all dressed unprofessionally. They're drinking yeah. beers. They're catcalling the ladies, and rightfully I, so. I, the I taps think, guys I, get upset. I, I think one of them dropped a bitch in there. I wasn't listening to that much, but probably I may have they, ma- they, I, I may have made that up. They, I'm not they, sure. They seem like they seemed of the type. They would have. But so the taps get rightfully upset. It's like, yo, you bro, guys what are, are you being, doing? disrespectful get out of here yeah you ain't tapping um and then a fist fight occurs and then this is where the movie takes a shift i didn't quite see coming the 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 first shift the one little kid sees this action going down he goes oh fuck i'm getting out of here and then all of a sudden here comes jordski to the rescue tries to break up the fight and then what happens another student who is remained unknown for the entire movie takes the gun out of George Ski's like holster and shoots one of the punks dead right in the chest and then they drop the gun and George Ski picks it up the cops think he did it he gets arrested and has a heart attack and put into critical condition yes and all of the taps students find out that instead of waiting one full year the school is shutting down tomorrow right now leave right the we fuck don't now. want you so that was I'm a, 
30 minutes in, this is the first sense of drama, really. It's like, oh, no, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, but then the movie went zero to 60 real quick. I'm like, okay, they have to save their school, raise some money, sell some Girl Scout cookies, boom, everything's Car wash, maybe. Um, Montage, 80s music. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it killed a kid. Which kid? Which kid was it? <laughs> Wait, was there more than one kid that died? I don't remember. It well, they were all kids. Oh, 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 oh. So, so it killed the punk kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was a scene, just like a cell phone, or not cell phone, cell phone things. Whoa. Um, just a phone, and it was like hanging by the cord. Yeah, the kid just picks it up and starts talking to someone. It's like, <laughs> and I think that's the big problem with this movie. Well, two, there's two big problems with the movie. Uh, the first big problem is that you don't care about any of these characters. They don't matter, especially your main character, Blandy McBlanstein. Timothy, he, former Oscar winner. Timothy, I just won an Oscar, so I'm going to try to get another one with this bland as hell burnt to- toast roll. Uh, and the other problem is, like, as soon as George Ski is taken away, they just decide like, out of no, out of fucking nowhere. They just have this plan that we never hear about, and they're they're they take over the military school. So the next day after the school was closing, the kids gather up a bunch of food. They hold themselves in, not before they get into another alterate altercation with the punks. Um, a truck breaks down, and they're trying to fix it. And a fight almost breaks out. And Tom Cruise shoots his gun into the air because that's the smart thing to do after previously <laughs> killing one of these kids. Listen, in this movie, Tom Cruise is playing the crazy one. He's 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 unhinged. Uh, he's he's a red beret and he's he's wacky. And uh, boy, is he acting in this movie. He is acting with a capital A. So they they bring the supplies back to their school and decide that they're they take all the weapons that they had in storage arm themselves and then essentially take siege to bunker hill and kick out the people that are there to repossess the land to condos and then i'm like oh this movie is just against gentrification now exactly um so it goes into different ways but the the taking of pi- the taking of a private problem, property one, two, three. and just the siege like taking this military property mm. and these people arming themselves didn't remind me of anything that happened very recently and i'm like no. this movie didn't age that great no these are all patriots yeah so i i literally these kids are terrorists they're just taking private property they arm <laughs> themselves and they're essentially at a standoff with the police yeah because the police come up to the gate and they're just like get out of here you're all gonna go to prison oh yeah oh wait so i i wrote down the punks they the taps guys call them townies it sounds like a derogatory term like shooby you know mm. like how you're like oh those shoobies yeah because they're just stuck in the school they got nowhere to go yeah so they're like oh those townies the so. the, the most action they get is when they go to the the, the the ball and that's when people get shot it's a lovely time in this. I don't know where Bunker Hill is. I'm assuming Virginia. Sure. Let's go with Virginia. Sounds about right. But okay. So the first night, it goes pretty well. But then this little kid deflects because, oh yeah, the National Guard showed up, and then they bring in like this machine. That Finally, starts, they're on time. This, this machine, like this truck with a loudspeaker playing like their mom's tapes, and so this little kid deflects. It's like Timmy, come home, we miss you. So that night, a little kid deflects. Yeah, he jumped um, over the gate. He's like, "Don't shoot, don't shoot." And and then so it's now the next morning, and Timothy meets with his dad. Yeah, we're still not sure if he was a because like, everyone dad was like not. talking about his dad, and this guy showed up, but like they had no familial relationship. I think he may have been his dad. I mean, he was an army dad, so I felt like he was trying to be very militant towards his yeah, son. Yeah, so like, but any sense of a familial relationship was dead. Um, so he meets with him and some other parent students and like you're holding them sausage i'm like no i'm not they can go <laughs> if they want and i actually probably did better acting than he did did uh did they actually like be let go 
Well, the stu- I never they, saw that part. They did say did they like, perish in that uh, uh, battle. Like, what happened to them? <laughs> no, they said any student that wants to go can go. But is they're that, not holding anyone hostage. But who were those people in the bus? Um, those were the pe- those were the condo owners. What happened to them? They let them go. When did they do that? They said, "Let's let them go. We don't take hostages around here, even though they held them for more than twelve hours." Yeah, I don't know. It about went that. from like holding them to the next day to saying let's let them go. So you had them for at least one full night. That's kidnapping. Yeah, it's, you can't like oh oops I messed up a kidnapping. <laughs> Guys, I just lost I, I, I lost track of time. It's <laughs> doesn't someone steal SpongeBob and they're like I have to let no Plankton like takes SpongeBob and he's like I can't deal with this. That that's what like these kids did. They're like wait having hostages is too much. You can have them yeah, back. We got to feed them and um, let them go to the yeah, bathroom. We only on. got a limited amount of resources. Yeah, they had to conserve their water. The food went because the truck broke down with it. But so we have a shirtless Tom Cruise lifting weights. Of course, need absolutely needed for this movie. Um, and that's pretty much the end of day one. But then that night, we have this like mystical tank come in. Like was the that national- the first night? No, this is the second night now. Oh. It's the first night the kid deflected. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, well, time is kind of irrelevant in this movie. I don't, I don't know how long it takes for things to happen. So, but like we got this tank roll in, and it has like it's nighttime, and there's like this weird little mist going on, and this like really kind of like droney music, and this like insane light on this tank. It looks otherworldly. Strange Encounters of the Third Kind might want their money for that scene because mm. that looked like just this alien UFO coming in and Sean Penn sitting in a window and this light just strikes across his eye and I'm like, when does this become an art house film for like three seconds? This The, the movie takes so many tonal chones, uh, tonal changes throughout the whole thing. The only thing it wasn't was a comedy on purpose. On purpose, I will say so. Um, but then also you see that night that they're watching MASH because... Uh, because why not? How 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 on the nose can you get about military kids taking over this place and like, ah. What was it that they were watching earlier in the movie? They were watching Star Trek earlier. Oh, that's right. Um, I was, I was going to say... And then they made it like... They, they did like this nerd <laughs> joke thing where like this uh, kid's like, oh, I've seen all the episodes and they're like, Psh, you nerd. Tom, it's Tom Cruise. He's just like, you uh, fucking yeah. nerd. He but changes it to the news. But yeah, and the news—that's um, when they find out that the dude died. The, yes, the asshole guy. I'm not gonna lie. When you when I was I I thought they were watching uh, uh, Buffy, and then I just and then I just realized I was thinking of New Mutants. <laughs> I I luckily have spared myself from watching that. Okay. Um. Then it gets hazy. This movie's what, so. Okay. What happened after this? Okay, so we essentially have these kids. Just I, I am this movie. I'm as confused. We're as still you trying to figure out what taps is. Um, so these students took over this property in Holy and Siege because they want the school to continue, and that's the reasoning. Because apparently Holy and Siege, um, and then we got the UFO. But then it's like kids just start deflecting, and bullets are just starting to fly randomly. Well, they so this one night, this kid is hold up with this other little kid well even before that they've been having people defect for a while and and that well we went through this whole dramatic scene of whoever wants to leave yeah leave if you want to leave you can leave i now. don't want anyone leaving in the night because that looks bad for and us. then uh mr bland had uh, uh matthew broderick leave him and he was very upset about that because they shared a godzilla tent together they did she's pregnant when when she when when Timothy went to talk to his dad, it was under a raining tent, and I had to be reminded of the worst film to ever exist. What do you want me to do? It's 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 almost identical. The only difference was it wasn't at night. Same scene. He was just like, "Son, you're pregnant." It doesn't count because Toho had nothing to do with it. Well, but okay. So we have that everyone leaving in mass. They're like, okay, yep. you know. Um, so probably a third or a half of the students leave. I would also volunteer. I would have left way earlier than that, and, but and, and that's not my Mr. Place. Bland is is so upset that his second in command left, who we just met in the previous scene. 
Yeah, he. he We've was never seen him before. He he had like one or two scenes. I mean, he was probably in the background of scenes. <laughs> but so okay, that night, two little kids, probably like the six year olds, like that they've been showing every once in a while, like like younger than Moonrise Kingdom. That's for sure. Yeah, they're yeah they're twelve and that these ki- they're these kids are these are kids and one of them he's like I can't take this anymore he runs also the six year old has a gun because that's what you do they all do um he runs to the gate throw his gun down to like let me out of here he's gonna climb the fence the gun hits the ground and goes off the other kid he was like running after him because he's like no come back well when the gun goes off. The National Guard just opened fires. The first kid's fine. He wanted to deflect. Mm. But his buddy, he was like, no, get back here. Get shot up. And he's dead. He's dead. He, he just, he's dead. The kid is dead. Which then leads to a big rift in Timothy and his crew. Because Sean Penn and Tom Cruise have a fight. But it was a pretty lame looking fight. Yeah. Like They didn't have stunt doubles for this movie. No. In fact, all the fighting in this movie looked terrible. All the punches were nowhere near their faces. There were, the sound effects weren't very good. It, was, it felt like an empty thud. Yeah. yeah. Also, I also want to mention there was a, a death scene that you skipped over. Oh, Gina Carlo, who I looked in the credits, realized he was in this movie, watched they it. don't look like it. Didn't realize he was in this movie until this one scene, because it's the only time he really talks the entire movie. JC is his name. Um, so they lose, they, they cut their power, the National Guard cuts the student's power. And they're and trying to hook it back up. So they're, they, they're they've already fu- they already fucked with their water. And uh, the water. The lights are kind of hit or miss. And now they want to f- try to fix this uh, this circuit board or whatever it is. I think and, it's uh, a generator in a basement, but then there's also a circuit board involved. Oh, okay. Well, same, whatever. Uh, they're trying to fix it, and uh, they have the bright idea, hey, wait. Did they pour water on it? Is that is that what I'm remembering? Did they 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 poured something? I, I'm assuming. So I'm assuming it was a generator, and they're pouring gasoline down it. Okay. Um, and Gene and Carlo are like, oh, I have to go hit the switch. I guess there was a spark, <laughs> and I guess was, no, there was a spark. He lit himself like he covered himself in oil because boy turned into human torch for a second. Yeah, he just went up, and we were just like, holy fuck! Like he's self-immolated. It just happened right out of here. nowhere. Like it was this, this movie, this this emotional it was a hereditary moment. It kind of was this emotional Oscar Beatty military movie. This dude just lights up on fire out of nowhere. I will say that's probably the most comedic scene in the film because, like, it was so out of. Like, I yeah. understand if he got a little fire. Yeah. Like, okay, he's dead, but it was so comedically like. It was probably uns- the biggest reaction. I would say that it pulled my interest. Yeah. That's for sure. It made the film interesting. <laughs> they show him pulling out his dead body into the back of the truck, and it's just like, whoa, he's gone. <laughs> uh, so there, there's. Two kids who've died now on the property. There's the one townie that they killed earlier. And then as they would find out the next day that their beloved Jorsky died from his heart attack. So sad. So sad. Dying off screen uh, after only... haven't He hasn't been in the movie for over an hour by this point. Maybe even more. Uh, and he's just dead off screen. He died because they didn't have the money to pay him to die on screen. Because that costs an extra thousand. I wonder if they shot like hospital bed scenes with him and they were just like, this doesn't fit. I want the hospital bed edit. Okay, it's out there. Someone please get it for me. Well, there's clearly stuff missing. But. And then after that, I believe they have the little ceremony for him. They had the taps. They they played the song, the tap song. They they, they tapped for him. They tapped for him by playing the bugle song, taps. And they were doing 21 guns, but it was a line of five kids. So... Math didn't make sense to me, but also I don't know how they normally do it, so I'm not going to critique the movie. No. Because that's only, that's a five, unless I guess four people, five people shoot and then one more person shoots at the end after they shoot four times, but then I'm not good at math. You lost me, you lost me. I'm not good at math, but I didn't think they did the 21 salute that Green Day taught me so well. Well, also not all the guns were going off, and it was a hilarious wide shot. Kind of detracted from it. At least it wasn't nighttime. That would have been obvious. But so George yeah. dead. They played the tap song. Poor George Ski. Um, he just wanted to kill those commies. <laughs> would you say this is be- this is the same universe 
as Doctor Strangelove. Oh, I remember where you're going with this. Uh, what was it that he said in the movie? Uh, Jorsky said said something about like. Oh, he said, "I'm a general. Haven't you watched a movie or read a book? They're always villainized as these crazy, yeah. insane people." Which is interesting, considering not that he he didn't play Ripper, but he is in Doctor Strange Love. So you know, I think I think that might be a little bit of a callback. I I definitely do. He he gets in the famous pie scene that's never going to be seen no but he he is the hero kind of of them he's my favorite character in strange love you think he's the hero of that movie yeah he's the incompetent not of the colonel military. mandrake come on <laughs> or dr strange love but it's well, i think it's a callback and again this, this, this movie again being in the nose on like at referencing oh this is our movie and yeah. uh, military movies of our silk or TV shows. <laughs> so they play the bugle song that's known as Taps. Supposedly. I wouldn't know. I had to look it up afterwards. And what is. Oh, yeah, that's when. So after that, they kind of lose their steam to exist anymore. They. Uh, Emilio comes to terms with. Oh, no. It's Emilio's talking to Mr. Bland, and they, he comes to terms. He's like, in this long scene, this long, boring scene, like, I think we should surrender, give it up, let's go home. They go outside, yelling at everyone, hey, come on, let's go. We're going to go get ice cream. I would like to here. point out that Timothy did bring out the waterworks. He did. He, he, he was, I, I, think he, I think he probably went after that day of shooting, got a ta- tattoo saying, repeat. That that that's that scene of him crying, realizing what he needs to do, is the scene that they were about to send in for his Oscar scene for the, uh, the broadcast. And I don't have confirmation, but I don't think he was nominated, was he? Well, I can tell you right now, oh, there man. was a single Golden Globe nomination. Those are the same thing for him. He was nominated for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama for this movie. Well. It's not an Oscar. It is not an Oscar, but but it is toilet paper. That goes to show you, uh, his plan almost worked. It got him halfway there. Oh wow! Look at this photo of Tom Cruise from and Heather Locklear from the the uh, the premiere of Taps. Wow! He was nineteen when he shot this movie. How old was Heather Locklear? I don't know. I know the, only the ages of the members from she the was, Outsiders. She was born in '61. Okay, so she was born, born in '62. I know that. I said I know the ages yeah. of everyone from the Outsider. So he gives up. Not Tom Cruise, but Timothy, our Oscar winner and Golden Globe nominee. Yeah. So he's telling everyone, "Come on out. We're good. We're gonna go home." And everyone's Tom like, "Thank Cruise, God." Tom Cruise is in a high perched building, and he goes with his no. red beret on. No, I, I'm not. This I will not surrender. This is this is lunacy. He's like I. I he takes his gun out, his his big assault rifle, he loads it up, cocks it back, points it right at the Timothy's dad, potential Quetch, dad, potential dad, the, uh, the person in charge of the other side, who might have also been a completely different person in the scene. I for all we sure. know, it may have been. Uh, I, and he f- opens fire on him. Fucking hits him. I, I, Which looked to initially be on the chest. That's what I thought, yeah. after him... Because he gets back up bullets. and they're just like... It's an it's merely a flesh wound that looked to graze his arm. And they're like wrapping his arm. That's the, the most that they do. So I'm, I'm guessing he was okay. It was just like a grazing or something. But Tom Cruise does have this mounted light machine gun and opens fire. And it looks like there's almost bare minimum result as no one was getting hit. But this does cause chaos as a oh, tank yeah. the well, tank from the earlier tank. not just a tank the, the tank close encounters tank rolls into this place almost crushing a dude yeah. under him it i don't know if a tank i mean i guess the driver of the tank but i don't think tanks well what's your question it could be a transformer but okay so um timothy uh-huh He's like, why is my friend doing this? I trusted him. It's like, stop Goes up it. to get Tom Cruise. He's like, stop it. Stop. As helicopters come in, dropping smoke. As 
bullets are flying. But then the tank is just like the opening. tank looks up, sees Tom Cruise, and is like, "Nah, bye." <laughs> and we lose Tom Cruise. And for some reason, Timothy jumps in at the same as he sees an explosion happening. I guess to try to save his friend, but I think it's a very fool's errand type. Yeah, he, deed. he he knew that they were about to blast him away. That was the whole point of him running to go save him. But in doing so, he died too. Like, what? Why did he really think he was going to be able to outrun the big tank? <sighs> too bad he's not Quicksilver. No, but no. But I do believe that this is the only movie that Tom Cruise has ever died. We'll in. get back to you. I mean, we'll find in out a later episode. If, he, if, if he you does don't, or not. if you don't count Edge of Tomorrow because it's it's part of the story of him dying. All right, but we'll we'll get into some weird talk when we get to Oblivion. But that's a long <laughs> way down. So okay, they both die. Yeah, and yeah, they're, they're dead. You, you see them walk out. Okay, roll credits. Emilio's no, whole carrying uh, no roll credits. We got a flashback to when they were doing a little parade. No, but don't in front but of, don't forget, Emilio was having his little Oscar moment where he was carrying out. Um, Mr. Bland. And the onions were somewhere in his pockets. They were. The tears. They were. But then you, you see this long zoom out. And you're like, okay, roll cries. Abrupt cut. And all of a sudden you see alive Mr. Bland. And he and then you see Georgeski standing there. And you're like, what the fuck? I thought it was like, oh, no, he's okay. Everything's fine. But then it just turned to be uh, the scene same scene that we saw earlier in the earlier film when they were just marching before George C. Scott told them that their school ran out of money. <laughs> and then abrupt cut credits. Yeah. Like no fade out, out of no, nowhere. Now they're saying up. I will say, okay, his possible dad, Timothy's possible, maybe may or may not general dad, um, when they were having standoffs, did say that you only want to die for something because you think it's makes the cause worthy so he did die for it so i guess there was blade runner going on in this too but who's to say that the school was saved it wasn't but i then think he died for nothing maybe that's the point of the movie <laughs> that these people believe what it's i don't know it's lord of the flies honestly this this kind of makes the whole movie a big waste of time that movie that 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 military base is being turned into condos one of you probably live in one yeah, or no, someone who does, and uh, but it's the movie seemed totally all over the place. It was. It had highs and it had lows. And it's taking from kind of boring. Taking from better military movies that came before and mm-hmm. also that were after, because I feel like they went into the time, yeah, and stole stuff from the future because they're like our movie's not good. We need other stuff, so they made a time machine for this movie. Um, and yeah, it was not what I was expecting. Some funny scenes, unironically, mm. and yeah, very much so. Uh, a bland time overall because shots went on for a very long time and almost it, nothing it, was accomplished. And that's the thing; it really feels like it's a bait movie, an Oscar bait movie. And like, I can't say particularly it's shot well. I can't say other than the tank scene. Tank scene was shot well. When the smoke was coming in, yeah, oh yeah, with the lighting, um, and I can't say it was well written or if there was direction. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like other, I mean, George George Ski shows up. Like he's there for the time that he's there. He's trying some as best as he can, doing the his part. Tom Cruise is at an eleven, and then everyone else is just there. Like no one's doing anything. It's it's the nineteen eighties Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Oh God! It's a it's a it's a Oscars baby. It's yeah no I don't. Who, I, I can see I can the, see who's what? the Steve Martin in this movie. <sighs> I've never seen Billy Lynn's. So oh what the fuck! Um, but that's just my comparison because that was a very Oscary baby movie. It looked everything sure. to check the boxes and. From all intents and purposes, eh. Well, it, and was, it was a ta- long walk. Taps is the 80s equivalent, which is funny because I guess that's why no one talks about it because it was a movie trying no. so hard to be good. I had never heard of it before uh, this. I, 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 I've i never seen it. Uh, no one ever talks about it in Tom Cruise's filmography, f- probably for good reason. And the next film is a pretty popular film, which is only a year later, two years later. Um, the Outsiders, which will be the next episode. Yes, we'll get to that in in a little we sh- bit. We should have honestly at this point skipped this. 
Well, I think the outsiders would have been more, maybe, maybe much more fun. But you know, Taps was Taps. Taps was was uh, exactly what you think. Interesting to see. Yeah, a film that I knew very little about, which probably launched Tom Cruise's career and and Sean Penn as well. I don't know what he did before this, but uh, if he did anything before this, but you know, he he he's there. It is Tom Cruise's second credited role, and his first one's barely a bit part at most. Okay, so it was it was also Sean Penn's first movie movie. He's been in he was in TV movies before that, but the first movie movie. Um, so launched both his careers. Oh, I didn't realize he has a cameo in Risky Business as well. That's interesting. MDB has verified that. Uncredited. Wow. Oh, can't wait for that. Okay, well, out of... What would you give uh, taps out of five? How many taps would you give it? How many taps for tap? I'll give it zero so, taps. I'm How much? Zero. Zero taps? Like, I don't think the film's inherently a horrible movie. I just don't think zero. It's I don't. It's two hours. Dude, it feels like a it kid was be. shot. Yeah, a, a, a man was set on fire. How does it get a zero? The, zero? the zero taps might be a little. I feel like inherently it should be a two tap film. Yeah, like it's such a. Eh, like I was saying, but the fact that it made me wait two hours to get to the end of that and never felt satisfied, my time could have been better spent. Okay, that's that's fair. I'll give it a uh, uh, one single tap, just just one tap on the ground. Okay, I deserve. I think it deserves at least one tap. I think combined. so too. Yeah, because listen, you can't have you know, it got a total of one. There, out of there's 10 certain taps. certain shots, certain moments in the movie where you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. I, I feel like that's worthy at least some kind of a score. Uh, All right, there are some WTF moments that mm-hmm. definitely were left wing, and I commend the movie for being weird. But it didn't happen enough during the two hour runtime to no warrant and, a watch, and, and and you wouldn't expect it either. You know, I mean they they they're they're trying to do some things with characters, it's just none of it's working. So you know, it is what it is. I can see why Timothy never won a second Oscar in his career. I believe he's only on TV now, but I could be wrong. I mean, I guess he could have an Emmy, but I I, I don't follow his career with much interest. Here's some uh, some some trivia notes on okay. on taps. Uh, I believe you were saying earlier the budget of this movie fourteen million dollars, which doesn't sound like a ton of money, but we're talking this is nineteen eighty one, pretty much. I don't know what inflation would be on that, but uh, but yeah, fourteen million is uh is the budget for that. What would you guess? Uh, the movie made domestically. Did it double? I, it made its money. It did fine, right? I'll say. I'll say twenty nine. Didn't quite hit there. Okay, uh, a little bit better than that. It made thirty five, almost thirty six. That's pretty good for an Oscar bait. It, I mean, as long as you double your pro, like the original budget, that's when. I mean, at least modern day, because you kind of pay your budget and then you pay the same budget for promotion. I don't know how the math formula worked out back then but made a decent holiday pool i'm actually disappointed that taps did not have an exclamation point after it yeah the movie would have conveyed much more information to me like people would die but but your expectations would have been a little too high though it It would have been i mean the person catching on fire and the kid getting shot i think they're worthy of an exclamation point we um yeah I, I i don't uh i don't see anything on here about the opening weekend or uh opening weekend or just it's what it opened up against um but it was christmas day so you know people i mean it made the 35 mil well actually uh, according to here it opened december 9th 1981 that's nah, still december maybe it was Do a small rollout and then yeah the 25th night of december yeah we were watching taps at the at the local cinema we were everyone was piling in with their popcorn, um, taps not cats. I'll stand by that. <laughs> taps not cats. Hashtag taps not cats. Um, the worst Christmas release to ever release on Christmas. So bad that it 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 uh, it, it killed movie theaters. 
yeah, you know, movie theaters dropped 80% in profits this year. I think it's the direct relation to Cats coming out it might last be. year. It might be. It's truly that movie came out. It was a it was a crime against cinema, I would say. <laughs> and then movies just have not been able to recover. People were so grossed out by watching that movie. We all got hit with that catnip. That people just stopped going. I, I mean, I only saw like one or two movies in theaters this year. And I can say it's the direct influence of Cats. Well, I can't prove you wrong. So, because I saw Cats, I'm like, never again. And then you know what the movie I saw after that? My first movie of 2020? The Grudge? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and then that, I followed up with a better movie Brahms? The Boy 2. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, okay. But I really, I really had a hit movie after that that came out in 2020. It's a Blumhouse. Oh, Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah, so I think 2020 actually had some good movies guys so i know no one went to the theaters but you should check them out um brilliant <laughs> movies every single one you did forget about the turning also a great movie oh my god are any of those movies better than taps oh god no okay they're all horrifically bad horror movies just checking just checking um taps at least is oscar bait hmm. which i guess i in the level of pretentiousness i guess taps beats them out but fancy island tried to get too wonky and smart and they're just being dumb well it was a reimagining so <laughs> i i got no words for that movie because that's not taps um but taps not cats taps cats not cats 2020. hashtag uh one one more thing about the movie taps I'm i'm curious because uh everyone knows that tom cruise is very famous for running in in his movies that uh, is true so I'm, i was thinking of 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 some uh a contest where uh each time we watch a a movie on on the show uh you have to figure out how long in time did tom cruise run throughout the entire movie how have you calculated this i have pre figured this out so, so yeah we have existing data that I'm not getting judged against, like you just in the corner stop watching. No, 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 no. Like, I, okay, I did, okay. I did do some research. Um, so I would be hard pressed to say zero, but I do think he definitely did run in this movie. He did. I'm thinking for no more than two minutes. I might say fifty-two seconds. Fifty-two seconds. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's my final answer. All right. Unfortunately, it was uh, actually less than that. Uh, well less than that he he ran for only 17 seconds in this movie that was a disappointment and a lack of star power that they should have had the foresight well for. you know what when he gets into his bigger roles maybe he'll he'll start running more i i, I believe is this, is this the least amount of running out of any of his movies uh no because i think there's some that has zero but i will not say what they are tom cruise you bastard you let me down <laughs> Because I thought that would be a direct correlation why this movie wasn't good. But I mean, Not I guess running. The, I guess I guess the point is there's still some running, but 17 seconds isn't two hours. Listen, less talking, more running. I think Tom Cruise said that in Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> but then they talk for another 50 minutes as they explain the whole face-off situation. Wait, face-off is not that movie. It might as well be the same movie. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes uh, Taps. Don't watch it. Don't watch. No, don't don't watch it. It's not really worth your time. But don't watch Cats either. Uh, no, no, definitely not. Um, so next time on the show, you should watch The Outsiders because that's gonna, what we're watching. We're going to be uh, moving up two more years into the the chronology. Next up is The Outsiders. The Francis Ford Coppola movie, kind of starring Tom Cruise, but actually see Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon's in there, Ralph Macchio. I was waiting for Patrick Swayze to show up in this movie, and he, he never did. Uh, yeah, I was naming all the members of The Outsiders just because I'm like, look at this cast and how stacked it is. And you kept on taking every person I said to be in this movie, and I'm like, no, no, I'm talking about yeah, The Outsiders. Because and I, then asked I name you, another person. Because I asked you, I said, who's in this movie? And then you're you're start you're listing people from The Outsiders. So I'm, what was I supposed to do? That, that's... And, then, and then you thought Gina Carlo was in The Outsiders. Yeah. Because then I actually listed people in this movie. 
Yeah. And then I, and then I he caught on fire. Yeah, he caught on fire. Well, we'll see who catch on, catches on fire next time. My guess is uh, Ralph Macchio. I think Ryan Reynolds will catch on fire. Oh. The Outsiders. Pony Boy. Dallas. Johnny. Cherry. Soda Pop. Daryl. Two Bit. Steve. Bob. Essie Hepton's classic novel comes to the screen, capturing all the intensity, all the excitement, all the emotions of youth. The Outsiders, directed by Francis Coppola. Yeah, so anyway, next time we're watching The Outsiders, this movie is considerably shorter, which is nice. Uh, we'll see how much Tom Cruise is in it. But yeah, this is... Uh, He's going to run for more than 17 seconds? I got to know. Oh, I don't know that yet. I haven't looked it up. But uh, If he doesn't, we're going to cancel this whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, we got Outsiders, and then, uh, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're going in chrono- chronology. Uh, this, this is what I would consider the, the lean years of, uh, of his career. Let's just get past Legend. We'll be fine. Yeah, well, uh, hey, Le- Legend is, is not a bad movie. Let's just get past Legend. We'll be fine. <laughs> you'll, you'll see. You'll see when we get there. So anyway, that's the show. Signing off from Tom Cruise headquarters. Good night.